0: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, we're watching Pennsylvania's election results come in, and we've got some results for you and what those victories and losses mean for the people of Pennsylvania. It's Wednesday, November 9th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Election night and we're up covering the results as they come in. The polls close here in Allegheny County at 8 p.m., like they did everywhere else in the state of Pennsylvania. So I don't know, election night is kind of like a holiday in the journalism world. So we're all together tonight. Producer Mallory Falk, hello.
1: Hello. Nice to see your face in person. I know. This is
0: rare. Uh, newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco. Hey everyone. Also very excited to be here. Producer Elizabeth Kama. Hi. I'm excited to be here, too. We've also got election night pizza. Ooh. The the tradition. The real star of the show. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: Shout out to SPAC for their uh, buffalo seitan pizza.
0: For our vegans. (laughs) It's
2: fueling our election night coverage. Truly. The fuel of democracy.
0: Yeah. So polls are closed. But uh, for those of you in this group who, who voted in person today, what was your polling experience like?
1: Yeah, so I voted uh, in the twenty seventh ward in Brighton Heights at the Morrow Middle School, and everything went smoothly. Uh, there wasn't a line or anything, um, but it was uh, yeah, it was nice. And there were some uh, people outside selling baked goods for the middle school, so Aww. yeah, it was a good it was a good experience. How about a you guys? Pol-
0: polling experience? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My experience was pretty smooth too. I was uh, voting in the Bloomfield Garfield Corporation the one thing that was a little weird was I guess like it had been kind of two polling places and one of them moved so when I Mm -hmm. walked up there's this huge sign on the door that says polling place moved and I kind of panicked but so some folks were being um, you know, directed to another site, I was able to go in, but I, you know, I hope that didn't cause too much confusion or dissuade anybody. But once I got inside, it was, you know, really smooth, really simple. It seems, you know, there was like a pretty good flow of people. Um
2: nice. Yeah. I went around like 5.30 and I thought there were gonna be crowds. I was a little bit panicked. I was like, Am I gonna make it to the studio in time for 7 p.m.? There was not crowds. Right. Um, the, af- the after work after um, work flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. flow. But <laughs> Um I'm in the 17th district so I voted at the Fox Chapel Presbyterian Church. Um and there were holy a- ground
0: for holy <laughs>
1: <laughs> for election day activities. Yes. Yes. What
2: yeah. was your
0: experience, Morgan? I voted downtown at the Carnegie Library. It was a long line. Really? Um, yeah, 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 surprising. I mean, I'd say a surprisingly long line because considering that, you know, I don't I guess I don't think about too many people living downtown. Um, to vote but same thing i went around the lunch hour so it was like a little bit busy um we're still waiting on the results tonight so in the meantime we're all gonna go get some ice cream um as a little pick-me-up and do some and, stress eating yeah <laughs> a little bit Millies. stress eating while we wait for the results <laughs> little pick-me-up to get us through the night yeah, yeah a so little we'll, sugar rush
1: we'll check back in once we start to know more
0: Okay, we're back. I'm here with producers Elizabeth and Mallory. Francesca's hard at work on the newsletter. Uh, (laughs) We've got some results in and we've got a new governor, Democrat Josh Shapiro. He beat out Republican Doug Mastriano, an election denier who was also at the Capitol on January 6th.
1: Yeah, this was a very high stakes race. Uh, The future of abortion access in our state was on the line. Mastriano wanted to ban it while Shapiro vowed to protect it. Um, And, you know, this race was going to determine what elections look like in the state in the Mm -hmm. future. Uh, Mastriano wanted to make major changes, including some illegal ones. Um, So the choice between these two candidates was pretty stark. Here's a little taste of what things were like at Shapiro's election party as he uh, gave his victory speech.
0: Tonight, you, the good people of Pennsylvania, you won. Opportunity
2: won. A woman's right to choose, won! The right to organize here in Pennsylvania, that won! Your right to vote, won!
1: But something really interesting here is that, you know, with Shapiro's win, this is the first time since 1966 that the new governor is from the same party as the governor who's currently in office in Pennsylvania. Um, Historically in our state, it's flipped back and forth. So, you know, a Democratic governor followed by a Republican, followed by a Democrat. This kind of breaks that pattern.
0: We are a swing state. <laughs> yeah.
1: Morgan has been saying all night that Pennsylvania is for swingers.
0: <laughs> it's not always fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. But Mastriano doesn't seem like he's going to go quietly. He's already said that he won't concede until every vote has been counted.
0: Yeah. I, I saw that Alexis Johnson from Vice News had tweeted that Mastriano's wife was calling for our, um, divine intervention. At his election party. So, you know, any, any last minute, any Hail Marys, uh, quite a literal, a very literal Hail 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 Mary. Mary. Yeah. And, you know, there have
1: been some questions about whether, you know, Mastriano's supporters will accept the election results. Um he has this close ally, an activist named Tony Shoup, who helped found a group here called Audit the Vote PA. And, you know, even before the election, they were preparing to challenge the results. Um, they've been urging counties to count all their ballots by hand, which is something you hear a lot from election deniers. There's this conspiracy theory that the 2020 election was stolen by an algorithm and that you can't trust ballot scanners.
0: But by hand, though, like that can be much better.
1: Yeah. I mean, experts have found that hand counting is actually less accurate and a lot more time consuming and expensive than, you know, these um, ballot scanners. So it's a bigger burden for less reliable results. But, you know, I think we'll be keeping our ears open to whether this group or other groups in the state kind of continue to put out these calls or call the results into question.
2: Yeah. And while we might have to wait for that, we do know some of the other races. So, um, NBC is projecting. Fetterman come on come, on, come on, come on, come on, on come on. <laughs> get yeah. on <laughs> Hey, guys. So
1: um, NBC just projected John Fetterman to win. New York Times is saying that John Fetterman will very likely win. But AP has yet to call it yet. But I'm expecting that we'll get that news very soon. You heard it here first, <laughs> not really, if you're listening at 6 a.m. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not totally official yet, but it does sound like we'll get some results early this morning. Wow. This is so different than what we expected coming into tonight. We were very prepared to talk about how we don't really know anything yet. Everything's too close to call. Why it takes so long to get election results in Pennsylvania. Um, but the night has kind of moved in a different direction.
2: Yeah, certainly. Thank you
1: Francesca for it. We told we told her that to come interrupt us in the in the pod studio if there was any breaking news on that race. All right, back to work. <laughs>
0: I will say I was expecting a much different result also because of this eclipse, because of this blood moon. This is the first election that we've had on this. So I think I was really thinking that we were going to be up really late waiting for these results or um, these would be results that I just could not have predicted and that nobody predicted. Morgan, it's one in the morning. I don't know how much later you thought was, we were going to be up. I don't know. <laughs> like like an, independent, late. an independent or somebody from the Green Party wins, you know, just just something very out of luck. field. <laughs> Who knew? I like to believe that that democracy really, you know, is a thing and that there, there are people from really small parties that could be the Davids <laughs> and come up and, <laughs> and hit fight the this. big guy with a rock and win. Hey, Pittsburgh. Behind those stately red doors on Bingham Street, the brilliant minds at Pittsburgh's City Theater have a brand new stage show for you. It's a modern revamp of the Shakespearean classic Hamlet, Fat Ham follows a young queer black man named Juicy whose father visits from beyond the grave
1: to demand Juicy avenge his murder. Check it out through March 24th and get your tickets at citytheatercompany.org. Use code CITYCAST, all one word, for $5 off. Okay, so yeah, it might be too early to call, but just as a reminder, this, uh, race for U.S. Senate between um, Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Mehmet Oz. Like the whole nation has had their eyes on this mm-hmm. race because it's really one of the ones that's going to determine who controls the Senate. Um, and these guys are pretty big personalities. You've got this celebrity doctor uh, running against. Uh, well, I feel like the number one thing everyone says is like this big guy with wears tattoos who hoodie. <laughs> wears hoodies. But uh,
2: but someone who's, you know, um not a traditional uh, politician, yeah, not a traditional politician. I mean, Fetterman's pretty progressive. Um he kind of sells himself as being able to appeal to these like white working class voters um in PA by being really pro-union and being like very pro uh, supporting veterans. Um, but he also has like some pretty progressive views on, you know, marijuana and um, you know, penalties in the criminal justice system that have been kind of a big source of, uh, you know, attack ads that we've all seen, heard and not loved uh, being bombarded with. Yeah. And then on the other side, you've got Dr. Oz, who's
1: kind of presenting himself as tough on crime, especially compared to Fetterman. He's made that a big part of his campaign. You know, he's got he's running a pretty, you know, traditional conservative platform,
2: Yeah. And I mean, while those are the races that have had a lot of attention nationwide, we also have some pretty important House races here uh, with District 12 and District 17. Um, Those races were important because the Republicans only needed to flip five seats to take control of the House. And those ones were especially
0: tight. Yeah. In District 12, Summer Lee, uh, she's on the progressive end of things politically. She won. She's Democrat. She's running to replace Democrat Mike Doyle, who's retiring. She was running against Republican Mike Doyle, which was very confusing, who has conceded. So we talked about this on Monday, but there was a lot of concern that people, you know, would mistakenly vote for him thinking it was the Democratic Mike Doyle who just retired.
2: Yeah, the saga of Two Mikes, Two Furious um, didn't really happen in the end. It's the third seems. time we've dropped that line <laughs> on the show, but it is so good.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it seemed like in the end, maybe there wasn't a whole lot of like people mistakenly voting for Republican Mike Doyle. Um, this race was also notable. We mentioned this earlier because like a pro-Israel super PAC poured tons of money into attack ads, painting Summer Lee is a radical. They did this both during the primaries and this time around. Um, So I think it's pretty noteworthy that that didn't seem to tilt the race. Here's a little tape from Summer Lee um, at her election party.
0: This was a movement that was about what it looks like when we prioritize the most marginalized, when we prioritize and really fight for what a real working class movement can look like in this country. It's what it looks like when we fight back against racialized fear mongering, when we see all of those ads and still instead of saying that we're going to just give into our worst instinct, that instead that we're going to stand up for our neighbors.
2: Yeah. And then in District 17, Republican Jeremy Schaefer conceded to Democrat Chris Deluzio. Uh, This was the seat to replace Democrat Connor Lamb, who uh,
0: tried to get the nomination for U.S. Senate for the Democratic Party, but lost out to John Fetterman. And speaking of John Fetterman, he has just declared victory in Pennsylvania. He's actually speaking right now. I never expected that we were going to turn these red counties blue, but we did what we needed to do. And we had.
1: Across every one of those counties.
2: And tonight that's why I'll be the next US Senator from Pennsylvania.
0: It's been a really long road for Fetterman. You know, he had the stroke back in May. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of people have been questioning, you know, whether or not he was even fit to to be in office. Um Dr. Oz and his camp, in particular, they were, you know, a big part of that that party. So, um, also, there have been <laughs> reports that Dr. Oz was not speaking at his um, his party and and was actually asking people to leave. So, maybe a little bit of a party pooper, maybe of the evening. But I guess I, I guess I get it. I get it. Yeah, I would not want people to be recording me losing a big political race. So, Federman's going to be replacing Republican Senator Pat Toomey. These are the results that we have right now as we're recording this as of like one thirty in the morning. So continue to stick with us this week on the podcast. Check your inbox for our newsletter every morning for more election results and coverage. i will be back on Friday show with a deeper dive uh, into what these election results mean for Pennsylvania. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to our morning newsletter. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then.
1: We should have brought Lily Whispers in as our guest tonight to be like, and the winner is <laughs>